Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fit-tacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See club for details.
Good evening tonight. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, November the 14th, <laughs> excuse me, 2019. Tonight we are in the Apple Valley studio with critically acclaimed bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study sessions with Dr. Moore. Tonight, we will be continuing in the God Reveals Himself series with Dr. Moore. The people of Jerusalem now question Jesus' messiahship on the basis of where he has come from. They think that the messiah's origin will be unknown. So since they know where Jesus is from, he is disqualified. Later, we will hear of others among the crowd who think the messiah's origin is known and who disqualifies Jesus because he comes from Galilee. Neither of these opinions is accurate. So tonight we're going to really learn how God is revealing himself. Um, now, this is where the, the revelation of the confusion and ignorance of the people who, like the opponents, are judging by appearances rather than with the right judgment. What that means is, like the old saying, you don't judge a book by the cover. Learn first. Get to know a person or get to know something before you just judge based on an appearance. Jesus' teachings about the Sabbath and his reference to people seeking to kill him leads some Jerusalem lights to conclude that he is a man of the authorities and they're trying to take his life. They realize Jesus is claiming to be the Messiah, so the fact that he is speaking publicly and without interference from authorities raises the question of whether the authorities have concluded that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah after all. If false teaching is opposed, then people get the impression that either it is not false or it is not significant. That's just my own interpretation of how God revealed himself to the people when he was down here um, walking the earth as Jesus. Because if you guys remember, he took a piece of himself and he sent himself down here in human form in the body, and his name was Jesus when he walked the face of the earth. He was able to see each and every one of us for who we are and what we do. Even though he saw us in heaven, he walked the earth with us, and he was able to really get a real understanding in this human form what we do and who we are. And God, of course, revealed himself to plenty of people. And tonight, Dr. Moore will break down in this series how God does reveal himself. So get out your Bible. And let's listen and learn because these are very interesting topics. I would love to know how God is, has revealed himself. And, of course, every day that we pray and we get an answer, then that is God revealing himself to us. Every time we get an answer, every time something goes right, that is God revealing himself just a little bit more and more. So when we read the Bible, and just real quick before I give it to Dr. Moore, no matter how many times you read the Bible, you could read the same passage 15 times in a day. Each time you read it, God's going to reveal a greater understanding to you. That's God showing you within knowledge, within your mind space, revealing a little bit more of himself to you because the Bible is the basic instructions before leaving the earth. It is God's story. It is God's manhood, his likelihood, the story about his life, the story about how we are to be as a people. When God created us, he built us to be in his image, not to be in Satan's image or to do our own thing, even though we have free will. God adorned us to be who we are, to be in like of him. So tonight, you, like I said, you're going to learn about how God reveals himself in this series. So get ready, get your Bibles out. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, 
the man of the hour. God bless you all. Here's the man of the hour. He is my bishop and the shepherd of my house, Dr. Bishop Austin Morgan. Thank you tonight, amen. Um, my announcer, Kitasha, amen, for bringing us on again tonight. We are so grateful, amen, is to be on air tonight again, as she has stated, bringing you food for thought tonight. Thank God again, amen, for all of the podcasts of the amen that is carrying us. We want to let you know that we do appreciate you very, very much. We're giving all glory unto the Lord, and God bless all of you, every friend, whether you land as you hear my voice tonight. We're going right into the word of God. Amen. And she stated, amen, that God reveals himself in reality. And that's where we left off on last Thursday. Let me read you the scriptures right briefly, amen, that it might refresh your remembrance. Matthew 1 and 23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with the child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Second Corinthians 5 and 19 says, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciled the world unto himself, and imputed their transgression unto them, and has committed unto us the world reconciliation. Colossians 1 and 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creation? First Timothy 3 and 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received in the glory. John 1, 1, 2 through 14. St. John, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same word in the beginning with God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We're going to, amen, pick up where we left off on last Thursday, amen. God reveals himself in reality unto mankind, unto all of those that want to know who he is. He revealed himself right through his word. There is one God. We know him as one God. Not no two gods, not no three gods, but as one God. The polytheism is the belief in more than one God. Monotheism is the belief in one God. Or the word religion. 
only Judaism and Christians and Islam is monotheistic. Further, all three of these traces, their roots back to Abraham. Now we have a man, the Trinitarian, which confesses that the Godhead is comprised of three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Pushed at the boundary of the monotheism. God called Abraham to separate him from the idolatry religion of the world. Abraham was brought up in the midst of idolatry, more than one God. But God called Abraham. To separate him from the idolatry religion of the world, he announced to Abraham, I am the almighty God. Walk before me. Genesis 17 and 1. Letting Abraham know that he is the almighty God. God desired to use Abraham and his family to declare to the world that there is but one Capital G-O-D. God revealed to Abraham of the one true God. The historical position of Judaism found in Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Elohim, adore, hear, O Israel. Our God is just one. The Lord is one to reveal itself through oneness. Oneness believes the view of God agrees with the exclusive, strict, monotheal interpretation of the passage in the Old Testament. Several passages in Isaiah. This passion, this position, and firm refutes any multiple deity. He says, before me, this is the Lord speaking, before me, he says, before me, there were no God, form, no God. Before me, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. Isaiah 43, 10 through 11. Is there a God besides me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Isaiah 44 and 8. I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Isaiah 46 and 9. There is nobody like our God. We go into a man 
let you know, amen, our God's name further down in the list. No other testament passion explicitly enhanced the Trinitary doctrine. One cannot derive it from an ego of the Old Testament text alone. He did not reveal it to his chosen people. It corrects the Trinitarian state alone as a key aspect of God's nature. It's totally unknown in the Old Testament. But revealed in the New Testament, if God is Trinity, then Abraham the father of the faithful of all age did not comprehend the nature of the deity he worshipped. God told Abraham, he's the almighty. At no time does the scripture record or refer to God as they or them. God declares from the beginning, I am, Deuteronomy 32 and 39, I am what God did in creation. He did it alone. He didn't have nobody to help him. Father God says he did it by himself, Isaiah 44 and 24. The scripture refers to God as a holy one 48 times and never as the holy person of the Holy Trinity. Trinitarian, often challenge believers of the oneness view and use scripture texts such as Genesis 1 and 26 to try to supersede their position that God is more than one. However, the plural noun, us, in the text, let us make Man is the Hebrew automatic way of expressing the deliberation. Or it is a pool of majesty, royal commandment, that convey in the first person plural, as in Israel, 4 and 18. <laughs> The next verse in Genesis used the single pronoun exclusively. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them, 
Genesis 1, 27, and verse 26. It is the creation through, and verse 27 is the creation act. God did it by himself, Genesis 2 and 7. The Old Testament prophet Michael saw that the Lord sitteth on his throne, surrounded by the heavenly host. He kept a reading the first Kings twenty two nineteen revealed no meaning of any other divine persons sitting with him. On the island of Patmon, the apostle John wrote of his vision of the Lord. He also saw one sitting on the throne. Revelation 4 and 2. Surrounded by the elders and worshipped by four living creatures who says, holy, holy, holy. The Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come. Revelation 4 and 18. God wants to reveal himself to humanity. God manifests himself in flesh. John 1 and 14. And the word was made flesh and dwell among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of John was the last of the four Gospels to be written. Unlike the Synopsis Gospel, Matthews, Mark, and Luke, which were written to document the birth and the ministry and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. But John wrote to defend of the absolutely deity of the Son of God. At the close of the first century, numerous of false doctrine has began to invade the church. One such doctrine taught that Jesus was human and not divine. In John, he introduced it to his gospel. He emphatically stated, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, the word was a spirit, and God is a spirit. Not two separate spirits, but the same spirit. And the word was made flesh. The word was made flesh and dwell among us. And we beheld his glory. 
the glory as of the only begotten of a father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 1 through 14. Also see 1 Timothy 3 and 16. 1 John 4, 2 and 3. The word was made flesh, and it dwelled among us. God took his word and made flesh. The express only begotten son, it reminds us that if there is a begotten one, there must be a begotten. Jesus was begotten in time, not in eternity. Let me repeat that again. Jesus was begotten in time, not in eternity. That body that came to be with us, it come in time. It was not there in eternity. The writer of Hebrew quoted from Psalms 2 and 7. Notice that a son was begotten by God on a certain day. For unto which of the angels says he, at any time, thou art my son. This day I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. God never told the angels that. Hebrew 1 and 5. The scripture declares that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, and she gave birth to the Son of God. This was the Holy Spirit, done. It overshadowed the little virgin Mary. And Mary gave birth to the Son of God. No man had anything to do with this birth. This was by the Spirit itself. It was not until this significant moment that God became the Father. At this specifically moment when God allowed Mary is to carry his son, then God become a father. And at this moment, God incarnated himself in the child formed in Mary's womb. He, God incarnated himself in the child formed in Mary's womb. God the Father did not send for God the Son. God did not send for God the Son. Paul says, great is the mystery of godliness. God, capital G-O-D, was 
manifested in the flesh. God was manifested. First Timothy 3 and 16, the mystery of God in human flesh should not and cannot be found in person. It is found in how God became a man. How Jesus could be holy and complete human, yet still be holy and complete God. He was both man and he was both God. We have to ask God to reveal himself to us, that we can understand this. And one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 5, 2 and 5. The flesh of the Son of God sacrificed on Calvary, he paid the debt for the sins of all humanity. The flesh of the Son of God. He was a sacrificial offering for humanity. And he paid the price on Calvary. For all mankind, in the Old Testament, the Spirit did not have blood to offer, to satisfy the condition of a sinless substitute demanded by the law. Out of all the blood offering that they sent up in the Old Testament, None of that will ever is to forgive sin. Therefore, the writer of the Hebrew quoted the passion in Psalm 40, 6 and 8, referred to God's purpose in the sonship. Wherefore, when he come into the world, talking about Jesus, he says, sacrifice. And offering, thou wouldest not. Don't bring me no more lamb, turtle, turtle, pigeon, but a body. That body come through the spirit that God put into Mary. But a body has thou prepared me. God made himself a body. Come in the form of human flesh. Hebrews 10 and 5. Paul said that God purchased the New Testament church with his own blood. The New Testament church, amen, was purchased by the blood of Jesus. It wasn't purchased by no animal's blood. I know animal sacrifice. He was the lamb. Acts 20 and 28. 
The only place this sinless blood could be obtained were by and through the virgin birth, the son of Mary. Yes, God used Mary as an incubator is to bring the Son of God to this earth. The gospel of Jesus Christ cannot exist without the deity of the Son of God. It just can't exist. He is both fully human and fully God. He is both human and he is fully God. He is not as some has assumed. A man who became God. He didn't come down, amen, a man to become God. He was God. This was got the Jews in trouble. Amen. Because they were looking out on the physically appearance. It was not amen paying too close attention to his word or his work. Assume the man who become God, but God who became man. God become man. God became man in the form of Jesus Christ as the Son of God. God became man. First, one microscopic cell implanted in the virgin womb, just one little old cell of Mary, in whom he would dwell for the purpose of redemption, redeeming the human race from eternal death. This one little old cell that was called the Son of God, it grew in Mary's womb. It grew in stature. And we call it the Son of God. God was in that flesh. That flesh wasn't God, but God was in that flesh. Because he come to redeem us. Mankind from their sin, from eternal death. This everlasting Father, willingly became the Son of whom Isaiah prophesied. For unto us a Son a child is born. Isaiah say, for unto us a child is born, a child. Unto us a son is given, a son was given to us. 
and the governor shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Yes, he is truly wonderful. Counsel. He is a counsel. The mighty God. He is the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9 and 6. Yet God did not vacate his place of sovereignty and oversight of the entire universe. This wonderful truth is beautiful, illustrated. God, amen, can do anything. Speaking about the dual nature of Jesus Christ. The dual nature of Jesus Christ means he could be limited as a man and unlimited as God at the same time. When Jesus was here on earth, there was certain things he was limited to do. That was the first part. But as God, he was unlimited. As a man, he felt tired. He fell sleepy. He was hungry and he ate food. He had limited knowledge. For he said, but of that day and that hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father only knows that out. He was limited to, to certain things. The Son was limited. St. Mark 13 and 32. He was subject to death. But the Father, the Spirit of God was in him. The Spirit of God was in that flesh. In that flesh of the Son of man, the Spirit of God was in him. Was unlimited and is eternal. God did not die at Calvary. That was not God that died on Calvary. That was a flush, that was a sacrificial offering that God provided for mankind who died on Calvary. You can't kill God. You can't destroy God. God is a spirit. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice. He said, Father, into my hand, I command my spirit. When Jesus had went through with everything that he needed to go through with, died once 
and wasn't going to die no more. He said, I command my spirit back into my hand. And then, amen, it was no more son of God. We don't know him anymore after the flesh. Only way we know him is after the spirit. I command my spirit. And thou said thus, he gave up the ghost. Luke 23, 46. God experienced the death only by the way of the flesh of Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that. God experienced the death only by the way of the flesh. The flesh died. God did not die. The flesh of Jesus Christ. As a man, Jesus Christ did not do miracles work. It was the spirit in him that did the work. As a man, amen, Jesus didn't do miracles work. It was a spirit in him. It was God in him that was doing the work. St. John 14 and 10, Matthew 9 and 6, Mark 13 and 32. Therefore, the turns, son of God, as used in the scripture, it relates to the work of the Spirit accomplished through the flesh of Jesus Christ. That was God working in that flesh. That was God working in that flesh. The work of the Son in the earth was as John the Baptist declared it to be, the Lamb of God. That was the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world, John 1 and 29. Excuse me. The doctrine of the Trinity rests on the term, God the Son of the eternal sonship. Trinitarian believe God the Son existed in eternity with God the Father before his birth in Bethlehem. Well, I want to say, man, God the Son did not. Rest with his father. God the father before his birth in Bethlehem. And it was this son whom God sent to earth to be manifested in the flesh of Jesus. Remember, amen. God is eternal. Jesus come in time. The terms and these concepts do not exist 
in either the Old Testament or the New Testament. In reality, the sonship exists only in the mind of God before Bethlehem. God seen this amen before it materialized. Yes, it was in the mind of God that he had to send himself down to die for. But it, it wasn't until the time was fulfilled. It wasn't until, until he was ready to come. He wasn't with God all the time. The word was there, which was the spirit, but the flesh wasn't there. He knew his fallen humanity, the creation, would need a savior. God knows everything. And he planted, he planted to manifest himself in the flesh. To become the sacrificial lamb. Jesus Christ was our sacrificial lamb. Jesus is the one that died on Calvary. God didn't die, but Jesus died. The flesh died. Thus the Bible says the lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation 3, 13 and 8, Hebrew 4 and 3, 1 Peter 1 and 20. If Christ literally crucified in eternity, his physical body would have had to exist His physical body would have had to exist before his birth in Bethlehem. And even the Trinitarian theologians do not hold to this view. When God formed an Adam out of the dust of the ground, the first man, Adam, was a figure of him that was to come. Romans 5 and 14. Paul used the contrast between Adam and Jesus. Christ to explain that Adam brought death to all mankind. But Christ brought life to all mankind. For as in Adam all died, even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. First Corinthians 15 and 22. Paul wrote, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Romans 8 and 3. The sonship began in time. The sonship began in time, not in eternity. And the meager work and range of the sun 
will end in time. All the work of Jesus, amen, is going to end in time. 1 Corinthians 15, 28, God is not a person of time. God is eternity. He is the creator of time. As God, he stands outside of time and sees the end from the beginning as it continues. Isaiah 46 and 10. God sees, he knows the end from the beginning because, amen, he is in eternity and he knows all things. God is greater than time. The proclivity prepared for our propitiation by the way of Calvary in eternity before the foundation of the world. But only in Bethlehem was the plan firmly acted, baby. God provided for the Son of God to be born, to enact his pre-existing plan at the most advantaging time in human history. But when the fullness of time will come, when the right time that it was supposed to be, God sent forth his Son. Made of a woman, made under the law, Galatians 4 and 4. When the fullness of time comes, God sent forth his son. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, whom being in the form of God, Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of a man and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is all to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 5, and 11. Everything is going to bow down at the name of Jesus. My God, how great, how powerful this is. The humiliation and death Oh, the Son of God brought glory to the Father. 
When Jesus died, it, it brought glory to the Father. During the Last Supper, Jesus told the disciples, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. John 13, 31 and 32. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, gave him a name. Jehovah is Savior. Jehovah is salvation. Before which all mankind will bow and confess, he alone is Lord. God said in Isaiah 45, 21 and 23, that every knee will bow and every tongue shall swear that he alone is the Savior. The Spirit of God was glorified when Christ, when Jesus manifested God's fundamental nature of love and truth and righteousness to the world. The Son was glorified when his death and resurrection revealed to the world that he was their Savior. All the Lord was glorified in the Son, and the Son was glorified in the Father. Because, amen, Jesus was faithful unto death, who being the brightness of glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrew 1 and 3. Now, remember when it said right hand means the righteousness of God because God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And therefore, is invisible. John 4 and 24, Luke 24 and 39. Since he is God's image, Jesus could say, he that has seen me has seen the Father. St. John 14 and 9. Who is the image of the invisible God? Jesus Christ brought out the invisible part of God. The firstborn of every creation. Colossians 1 and 15. In heaven... He will only see Jesus. When we get to heaven, we're only going to see Jesus. We'll always be the found visible image of the invisible God. You ain't going to see nobody but Jesus when you get to heaven. John saw only one on the throne in heaven. Revelation 4 and 2. When we get to heaven, you ain't going to look amen for no Oh, great 
Groceries are Kroger's thing. That's why they do freshness checks on the items in your delivery order at every step of their journey from farms to Kroger stores and pick and pack every blue, raz, and strawberry in your free pickup order with the utmost care because they believe in treating your food the same way they'd want theirs to be treated. It's kind of like the golden rule, only for like fresh fruit and stuff. Order now using the mobile app. They're fresh every day, so shop anyway. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.